Uh, hello, everyone. Um, uh, Nicolas has been very gracious enough to make the introductions. Um, uh, 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 but I should also say that we are, we are very fortunate today because uh, uh, we, we see a number of prominent people coming from Asia. And it's a big su surprise that, uh, I mean, I, I just uh, followed the presentations on, on Chinese leasing, and we see the impact that Chinese leasing uh, has had uh, in the Greek market the past uh, three, three years. Uh, I know that this is uh, the last conference uh, organized by Capital Link uh, in this decade, and uh, I, they also have another conference in October. And if you compare uh, what, what is being discussed in this conference compared to what was discussed in the first conference uh, at, at the beginning of the decade, when everybody was talking about the credit crunch and they were expecting uh, the aftermath of the credit crunch, and you had major uh, banking players, um, you know, um, confirming to the ship owners, uh, don't worry, we are here for, for the long run. We saw a number of prominent uh, members of the banking community uh, departing from, from the shipping sector. And now we are very fortunate to have our uh, friends from Asia uh, covering considerably uh, the uh, funding gap. Uh, when I went to Asia in 2015, uh, I, I was asking the Chinese leasing uh, uh, people, uh, you know, why haven't you done deals in, in the Greek shipping market? And, um, and they, they said, wait. Uh, three or four years later, we, we see them all here, and, uh, and I can witness, and, and other people in this room can confirm that, you know, a number of transactions have been completed in the past three years. Um, so, so it's, it's, it's very exciting news for the local uh, uh, shipping community. Uh, the important question now, however, is to ask my uh, friends here, what do they expect for 2019? Will the same uh, pace continue in terms of growth? Are they going to slow down? Um, and, uh, and, and I would like to uh, ask uh, Ms. Mr. Chi from uh, BOCOM uh, first, uh, what, what's, his, uh, what, what's BOCOM's uh, plan for 2019? Thanks for the question. Um, actually, uh, uh, I believe every year we should keep a very normal target uh, for our shipping finance because uh, we want a health market. Uh, so our top management never give us a very high target. Uh, that means uh, we were not forced to make drawdown during the year. So. Uh, we would not encourage the speculations and we would only to satisfy the, the real demand uh, for, uh, uh, for financing. Uh, and I believe this year uh, we, could, uh, we would keep the same pace as last year and uh, to support the uh, ship owners we would, uh, with the real demand. In, in terms of uh, budget, uh, uh, is it similar to last year? Do you, is there any plan to grow it, or, or is it? Uh, it would depends on the market. I believe uh, you could say uh, there are not so many new orders uh, from the shipyard, and uh, in the market, the, we, we could only find a lot of sale and lease back opportunities. Uh, so. Uh, the target for us of this year is similar as last year. As last year, okay. Jack, what, what's your plan for 2019? Uh, yes, uh, some of our 
my clients very interested uh, of our budget for this year. So they asked me, uh, uh, do you, um, um, this year's plan uh, will be uh, conservative or aggressive? I will not say um, uh, uh, for aggressive or conservative. I would say uh, we will uh, keep uh, very stable and maybe reasonable uh, growth in this year's theme. But we are definitely, we are, um, particularly we are focused on the uh, uh, Greek market because there are very, uh, a lot of uh, activities of uh, new buildings and uh, uh, SMPs activities here. So um, Greek market definitely is our important market. So we will keep a stable growth here. Thank I, you. Are you changing, are you, will, will you continue to offer both operating leases and financial leases or are you keen to focus mostly on operating leases or are you keen you know, to introduce some, something new in terms of structure? Uh, yes, um, uh, in terms of operating or uh, financial or uh, leasing structure, this is um, kind of actually kind of uh, accounting uh, uh, terms for the different uh, structure. It's not uh, legal um, terms. There's no uh, legal difference. That doesn't mean uh, after the, the, the financial period, we provide the option or obligation to our clients. So we, we are flexible to do that both. Mm. And for the, the new structures we are looking at to de develop to are maybe like uh, 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 GIV or some uh, new structure uh, uh, partnership our clients, partnership with the traditional ship owners to find good opportunities to uh, acquire new tonnages to see if we can uh, share the upside profits that we also want uh, can uh, consider it. Thank okay. you. That's very interesting. Uh, Nick, I think you are speaking for everyone else who is not on the panel, because uh, you've been fortunate enough to, uh, you know, to uh, be involved in deals with other leasing companies. What is the general uh, picture uh, on the Chinese leasing space for 2019? Do you expect the same? Do you expect growth, or do you do you expect a bit more conservative? Thank you, Christopher. Uh, we've seen, uh, we are witnessing a steady growth, so the appetite remains the same just like the last couple of years. We wouldn't also classify it as aggressive, but I think that's a more healthy attitude. We wouldn't like see, let's say, like a bubble of oversupply. And uh, actually, I'd like to confirm that we have not witnessed that as well. So it's not easy money, let's say, to play along with the guys that are there, you know, for the speculative orders. So to have a steady growth that is there for the good names with uh, they're really a really good reputation and a vision on what they're doing. I think it's a very healthy thing to witness. And um, I'm glad to confirm that from all the big, let's say, source in the market. Okay. The, the other um, development which, um, which I've seen personally, and I'm sure that uh, you, know, you, you, you have seen as well, is that uh, at the initial stage of interest uh, uh, by the Chinese leasing companies in this sector, uh, they, I think they were all contemplating entering into transactions with the top-tier names. Now we see that this is cha changing, and uh, you know, and uh, the Chinese leasing houses are willing to uh, speak to everyone who potentially has a good, uh, you know, uh, uh, plan and also uh, a reasonable credit. Is 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 your understanding that this is the case as well? This is the case. This is something that we're contemplating. That it was a matter of uh, you know time to happen. It, it's happening. Uh, I think everybody realized the fact that there are very good, uh, reputable names in what we call the mid-size sector, where the fleet number, let's say, might not be, let's say, over 20 ships, but hovers around 10 to 20 ships, yet it has all the credentials of a great shipping company, 
and I think we're witnessing now all these, uh, you know, big lessors now actually focusing on this segment of the market as well. There's great business to be done there as well. Jack, do you agree with this statement? Or? Yes, I uh, fully agree. But I think there are no, uh, there are two, uh, uh, some top tier brands, but there are no uh, top tier or second tier or uh, third tier of clients. All of the clients, we are very valued all of them our top tier clients. So the sizable don't mean uh, profitable. Mm. The, sorry, um, I think uh, the different type of clients with different risk. Mm. So, and also with different finance pricing. Mm. So what we are trying to do just to match the risk and the pricing. So some boutique owners still very have very good deal. And maybe we have we will feel very successful after we financed these sporting uh, ship owners and they grew up and they acquired a very good asset and uh, to grab a very good time. So that's our maybe the real uh, uh, success. Thank so, you. So I guess that this is why the Greek uh, market is very interesting because yes. uh, because uh, in, you know there, there, there are ship owners who own 150 ships, but there are very good ship owners who might own five ships. Uh, Mr. Shi, uh, do, do you do you also agree with that uh, approach? Yeah, yeah, uh, I quite agree with Jack. Uh, for most of our leasing companies, uh, we we would maybe pay much attention to the cash flow of the project, uh, not the size of the clients. Yeah, of course, uh, the size is. Uh, uh, maybe uh, one of the most important factors to us because uh, we, uh, you know, we only have 20 people in our shipping team, uh, and the volume of our shipping finance is almost nine billion U.S. dollars. So we should do something more efficient. Thank you. Thank you. Um, in terms of uh, structuring, uh, Jack mentioned earlier that um, you know uh, that Chinese leasing companies are thinking about uh, any upside in, in terms of uh, sharing of profit, um, and uh, it, it is quite interesting because what we've seen is that Chinese leasing companies are quite creative. They are willing to offer equity uh, within the lease, but they're also willing to offer equity uh, um, uh, through uh, entering into joint ventures. Um, the question that I would like to ask Nick is whether he has seen an increase in these transactions and, uh, uh, and do you think that this is important given that the Greeks are very talented in asset play? I think the Chinese are very smart to part with the ones, let's say, other experts in the field. So we've seen an increased activity on those uh, JV transactions or, let's say, leases that uh, profit share is also involved. We've, we've seen also the increase in interest on operating leases and we've seen a lot of creativity that we haven't witnessed in the past from the Western banks. Um, I think there, is, um, there are some projects that are now in the making that would include, let's say, profit-sharing schemes and an operating aspect that uh, previously was not, let's say, uh, considered in, in the initial stage of uh, leasing. So it's evolving, it's becoming uh, more sexy, more sophisticated, and provides, let's say, uh, flexible solutions that can uh, help and towards directions to increase of lead. Thank you. Uh, Jack, you, you were, you were, yeah. Yes, yes, I agree with uh, Lick. Uh, Lick. So, uh, yes, uh, as you may know, uh, there may be uh, one uh, trend some of the cargo owners or some of the traders uh, directly to approach 
Chinese leasing firms to think if we can uh, um, do the uh, place build building orders or acquire uh, the tonnage to, uh, to find a new structure to do the shipping business. Um, but from our view, we still um, are very uh, focused more on traditional ship owners. We think we are basically uh, still at a financial fund provider. So the, we do not have um, uh, capacity for management of these uh, vessels. We do not have uh, technical capacities, abilities. So uh, uh, we might focus on more uh, with, uh, with the finance side, but we are, accept, we are open to discuss the new structure and also uh, to see uh, if, if, because especially in the Greek market, we believe as, um, our Greek clients, they have more of the time and sense, and also have a very good sense on the, on choose good asset. So we definitely partnership with the traditional ship owners to do this uh, kind of new structure. Okay. Thank you. Uh, can I ask you all, all three, uh, and another question, which is uh, also uh, relevant to structuring? Uh, do you think Chinese leasing companies could support uh, good uh, and solid Greek owners in acquiring? Uh, distressed assets from Western banks uh, and stru structuring deals such that they would support, uh, you know, the uh, ship owner to operate and also acquire such assets from the Western banks. Absolutely, it's already happening. Uh, we've assisted on a number of transactions where distressed assets were acquired with the support of uh, Chinese lessors. It's something that uh, we expect to happen not only with Western but maybe with Eastern assets. The asset is the asset. You have the expertise and uh, you have built the rapport and the good relations with the Chinese uh, bank, you will see that it's, it's relationship driven. I mean, the main thing, it's just like with the Western banks when we initiated the transaction here, they're relationship driven. So if you build the trust, they will be there also to support expansion towards, let's say, straightforward assets as well as distressed assets or even distressed loans. So, yeah, the, the appetite is there. Uh, you just need the trust, you need the, to build the relationship. And uh, there are a number of ways that uh, you could be assisted from Chinese lessors in that sense. And it it's, uh, has already taken place. Yes, yes I, I do think uh, that. I th agree with Lick. Yes, and, and also uh, some of the recently some deals approached us, like, uh, like uh, some of our clients went to uh, take some deals from auction. We still also are interested if the price were attractive. If, if the, 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 the deal are, makes sense, we definitely want to help our clients to do this kind of uh, um, distress assets quite uh, from, uh, from European banks. And also, um, we also have uh, many cooperation with uh, European banks. We definitely very happy to, to uh, help uh, the, 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 the European banks to do this kind of uh, uh, new structure for, for distress assets. Uh, yeah, uh, I believe maybe for Bolcom leasing from 2014, uh, we began to buy some assets from the European banks, and uh, uh, I believe it's just because of the strict regulation on the Euro European banks. Uh, some of them, they really need the support from other financial institutions. So I think that's a win-win situation for both us mm -hmm. and the European bank and uh, the local ship owners. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, now the good news of the day is that uh, what we've seen is that the, the pricing in your products has uh, dropped uh, com compared to what was offered in 2014. 
at the beginning when uh, you know, the spoiled uh, good credits of the world, uh, they were offered pricings which weren't competitive uh, against uh, international banks. Now we've, we've seen uh, the pricing dropping and in some cases it's even on a par or even below uh, what, what a traditional Western bank uh, can offer. Do you think that this is, I mean, first of all, can you confirm whether this is true, uh, you know, w whether this pattern will continue, or do you think that we've reached their bottom? And anyone uh, who wants to? Uh, yes. I think uh, most of the Chinese leasing firms have built up the, their portfolio. So uh, for us, we, uh, we obtained uh, uh, independent uh, rating uh, from international uh, rating institutions uh, for ourselves. So that definitely help us to uh, obtain uh, uh, very uh, competitive um, funding cost. So and for also for our bank, so we are just released our bank result for last year. The bank performs quite very well for last year. So we ranked many uh, top ones in China in terms of ROE, ROA, and ROC and the non-performance ratio. So that also definitely help us to. Uh, to uh, get a uh, better performance in capital markets, so maybe they can uh, raise um, uh, better terms from the from the uh, funding cost, so we can provide the better terms to our clients. So I think we are so far the the, the, the portfolio um, of uh, most uh, Chinese leasing firms is is very healthy. So this is um, uh, good news for capital market. So they they can provide more funds to us and we can bridge these funds to our ship owners. Definitely we wanted to keep uh, uh, the, the pricing uh, sharpened, so uh, provide uh, more and more uh, cheap funds to our ship, but uh, should be very healthy. Mr. Chi. Uh, yeah. Uh, in order to provide the most favorite structure to our clients, uh, I believe uh, for the Chinese leasing companies, we have uh, uh, we have done a lot. Uh, for example, to have the to get to get the rating from the international rating companies, and uh, uh, to issue the bond in the market, and uh, especially for us, uh, uh, we have the plan to be listed in the stock market this year. Um, just in order to raise the cheaper money uh, for our clients. So I guess that the pricing will drop. Uh, Nick? <laughs> well, pricing is always a sensitive issue, especially for ship owners. I'm um, happy to confirm that it has drastically reduced for the last four years. And that's a combination of two events. First, the Chinese lessors became comfortable with the names, with the exposure, they have firm focus on the Greek clients. And uh, secondly, uh, those clients, let's say that they had all the credentials in the market, everybody knew, for example, you know, their credit strength and their heritage and their technical know-how. They created those legal structures, you know, those holding companies that we, they, they could demonstrate that and could appreciate, let's say, uh, the best from the leasing structures. So it, it needs both to tango, and both of them, I think, converge to a point that it could exploit the best pricing from the leasing structures. So I think for long tenors, for big bank solutions, you know, big balloons, huge new building projects, capital-intensive projects, uh, uh, Chinese leasing is, a, is an exceptional uh, product. And, um, I, uh, and on the other hand, uh, pricing is not that, let's say that, as I said earlier on, creates the fear that it will create also, you know, an oversupply bubble. 
you know, we are not seeing, let's say, crazy numbers that could create distortions in one way or the other. Ask me, of course, after six months, because it's always thematically interesting to see every quarter or every six months how the landscape changes. But for the last, let's say, four years, we've seen very thematically, you know, this pricing coming down. Okay. But, of course, action brings reaction. And uh, we've also seen banks, uh, you know, I'm not sure whether it's a, a matter of reaction to the Chinese leasing community storming into the uh, global uh, shipping sector. Um, but we've also seen uh, the, the banks also dropping their uh, pricing, offering higher, higher leverage, uh, at least uh, to the blue chip uh, owners. Nick, have you seen that too? Or? This is very true. This is very true. For the last uh, you know, the quarter, we've seen very, very competitive uh, pricing from uh, uh, European banks. And um, I'm not sure whether it's reaction or a proactive measure ahead of uh, stricter uh, uh, regulatory requirements. Uh, everybody's, you know, so far has been focusing on those uh, names, let's say, that they command the best terms in the market. And we expect that to stay. Even if two banks, let's say, remain the same, they'll keep on competing for those excellent names that are, you know, credit worth and very strong. Um, but we've seen also the reaction from the Chinese lessors, you know, okay, you know, they're competing also for those names, but they're also opening now the span, you know, towards, let's say, the, the, the smaller size owners. Um, but um, this changes. This is very dynamic. In all those years and uh, for decades, we've seen this being always very dynamic. And uh, it's healthy. It's healthy. You know, there should be, you know, this healthy competition. Not every size fits all. And it's always a case by case. First and foremost, it has to match your philosophy. You know, it's not always about the pricing. You know, it's the philosophies and that have to match between a bank and, and an owner, you know, sharing a common vision and being there for the, uh, for the long term. You might get a fantastic uh, deal uh, from a bank, but it's very transactional. So you might find yourself, let's say, a year down the road with very pricing, however, nowhere else to go and being locked in that sense. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, pricing is only one element. Let, 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 let me ask the people who are on the other side, in, in theory, are, are you concerned about this? Have you noticed this? That the banks are, have lowered the pricing and tried to offer higher leverage in order to compete against the uh, Chinese leasing houses? Yes, we, we, yeah, we, we agree like the, the, the competitor is heresy. But also I noted the, the other side some of the European banks even set up particular teams to help their clients to uh, do the finance deals, mm. to bridge their clients to Chinese leasing firms. I think, and even uh, the, the team compete with their own bank loan uh, mm. products. I think that's a good thing for us. We have corporations, we have competitions, so uh, that's good for ship owners. I don't think that it's kind of uh, just a purely a uh, pricing war or some of these things. Mm. So I think we maybe uh, maybe provide a better structure or better service or um, more sets of to our uh, clients' demands. That's our uh, efforts. Because I assume the flexibility that you have is, is an asset compared to the Western banks, which can only provide a particular stru structure, you are more flexible, you can offer more solutions in terms of profile, in terms, am I right? Because the uh, Greek market is a huge market. Yeah. So in uh, 2018, uh, Greek owners acquired around uh, 
uh, I think the number may be around 290 vessels. And also they spend out just maybe around uh, 5.5 billion US dollars on all of these NMP and the new building, uh, plate, uh, new building orders. Mm -hmm. So this is a huge uh, demand. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, we need to, uh, to fill up this gap between the finance and the demand. Mr. Chi, do you have to comment? Yeah, uh, I, I believe I, uh, for our leasing, we never see we provide very cheap money to the clients, but uh, considering the tenors and the leverage, uh, I must say uh, we always provide the most reasonable structure to our clients. Thank you. Um, culturally, the Greeks and the Chinese are quite close. They value long-term re relationships. They don't want, uh, I mean, some of them, of course, are opportunistic, but they still value the long-term relationship. It's something that we have similar in, in our cultures. So uh, I'd like to ask a, a couple of questions about the future of Chinese leasing, because if this market is to invest you know, with you, they want to know whether you are here to stay. Um, do you think that Chinese leasing is, is going to be here for good, you know, it's, it's, it, it should be treated as a mainstream financing instrument, or should we continue to see it as alternative financing? Uh, any, anyone who wants to respond? Jack? For maybe. us, it was never a dilemma. We could see that it would become mainstream very quickly. I mean, family and family values are the core of both cultures, and we see that being appreciated when a company has, let's say, their surname on the seed management company. So these things, you know, are, are, are always considered, you know, that the people are putting their own name and their own money into it. And it's always appreciated. I mean, nobody can predict the future, you know, it, it, it all depends. And we've seen dynamically sometimes uh, there might be, let's say, a more aggressive attitude or a more, let's say, bigger appetite towards finance. Sometimes it's more steady. But definitely we've seen Chinese lawyers getting in for the long run. We, we have not, let's say, seen any warning uh, that it's uh, the other case round. And uh, the very fact that their, their teams are getting bigger and uh, the focus now is focusing on more traditional names, as we said earlier on, I think that are signs to the opposite, that you know they're here for the long term and for a long stay. Otherwise, they wouldn't embark on such large scale. Been visiting Athens now every month. We're happy you know, to accommodate a, a number of uh, banks every month, arranging for meetings and transactions. And, and you know, it works very well. Yes, but, uh, but um, uh, from our view, we, do, uh, we still think we are acting as um, an additive uh, source of fund funding. So compared to our European and U.S. Uh, capital market, we still um, very small market share. So um, yeah, we maybe uh, continue to grow, but we shall cooperate all of the parties uh, during the value chain of the industry. So uh, we are, yeah, definitely, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the Greek market is huge, so there's a lot of activities here, and also um, there's very similar culture between China and, uh, and Greece. So um, we appreciate of, uh, all of um, our friends here, and uh, yes, definitely uh, Greece, Nick, and all of uh, friends support us a lot. So we always think we are we are big friends before we doing business. So uh, that's uh, we always. Uh, just to look at every deal from a very long-term long period angle to think about how we do, what we can do. So this is, um, yes, could be we are still uh, for a very, very long time here. Thank you. Mr. Chi, you agree that Chinese leasing is here to stay for the long run? Uh, yeah. Uh, 
uh, I believe European is one of the most important market for us and uh, more than 60% of our uh, shipping finance is in Europe. And uh, of course, uh, Greece is one of the most important shipping country in Europe. Uh, so that's the reason why uh, we invite Mr. Wang Changzhen to Bocom Leasing and uh, uh, he would be in charge of the Greece market in future. Uh, you know, uh, we have the office in Hamburg and uh, we have uh, several marketing people there. Uh, some of them, uh, they would be in charge of a lot of countries. Uh, but only for Greek market, we only have one people. Yes, that means we would pay much attention to the great market and focus on it. That's very, very good news. And that brings me to the last question, because, um, okay, we're talking about origination of transactions, but these transactions have been structured uh, to last for a number of, of years, and of course more deals will come. Do you think that at some point it would be wise, and this is not the first time I'm asking this question, but every year is different. Do you think that at some point it would be wise uh, to see uh, proper branches set up in Europe, like we see on the aviation side? On the, in, in Ireland, you know, the, the, most leasing houses have uh, established presence. Um, do you see this happening in the future? Because there are also practical elements to consider. Time zone difference is a problem. When you're not here, you cannot communicate you know, uh, face to face with a uh, client. Anyway, do you think that this might happen in the future? Uh, uh, for for leasing, uh, we set up our Hamburg office in 2016. Uh, the reason is we uh, just want to reduce the distance between us and our clients. Uh, so so it's, it would be uh, very convenient for us to travel from Hamburg to the uh, whole Europe. And uh, uh, from the first beginning, only myself in the office, but now we have five people. And uh, uh, in the near future, we would have more people to join us in our Hamburg office. Uh, and uh, I just explained we have several people that are in charge of different markets in Europe. Uh, and uh, we just hope that in future we could do the business in Europe. Jack? Yes, uh, possibly maybe uh, we can consider uh, to set up a physical office uh, in the future. But I don't think uh, the, there's a problem uh, because of uh, time difference. It's only six hours. I, I think many uh, um, our clients, Greek owners, place new business in uh, China to negotiate with Chinese shipyards to uh, obtain funds from a leasing house. There's no uh, um, uh, problem because of the time difference. And also we, we have dedicated a very um, uh, spec uh, particular team to look after our Greek clients. And uh, we, we, we think we are, we are taking very uh, good care of our clients here. And uh, so far we have no problem because we have no office here. So I, I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a very um, uh, urgent um, uh, lesser to set up an office here. But uh, I think shipping always is uh, international business. It's worldwide, and the ship owners always uh, fly over, and the shipping always navigate on the seas. So we have agents everywhere. We have many friends here. We not uh, necessarily present ourselves just physically here, 
So you can uh, reach Boar by mail or video chat every, every time. So we are standing by for seven plus 24 hours for, for clients. So that's our promise. Yeah. So no problems for, for time difference. That, that's the problem, Jack. I think we work too hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. um, Nicola. That was my final question. I'm not sure if anyone from the audience, if, if we have time. Lunch. Uh, so, okay, if, if anyone wants to ask any questions. No? Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. No, no, there's, there's one question. There's actually one question.